0: Welcome back to your favorite board game podcast, Play Games, Lose Friends. Hey everybody, it's Ryan back here with Ken. This is our last episode of the year 2023. Thanks again for joining us. We're going to talk about our PAX recap. That's right, we went to PAX Unplugged. 2023, we had a great time, played lots of games, bought lots of stuff. and We're going to dive into all of that soon, but first, before we get there, Ken is now two cups of coffee and Bailey's in. How you feeling,
1: buddy? I'm doing Good. Good. We are recording this on a morning, so uh, instead of beer, episode. instead of beer for breakfast, uh, I'm using the. I guess it's a new flavor. It's the salted uh, caramel uh, Bailey's. So I have that with some coffee, and I'm doing good. I'm on cup two.
0: Very nice. I am under the weather, and I am drinking a cup of tea with our neighbors, I like raised bees, and they gave us honey for Christmas, so I'm uh, I'm enjoying some of that, and hopefully oh, honey nice. cooperates, and I don't hack up along this entire episode, but we'll find out. Alright, well it's good well, to be if back. It's anything, if it's we anything are, like our old
1: episodes, you'll just leave it all in anyway, so it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all this snot that you snotting you know, and the vomiting and the, the throwing up <laughs> orifices. <laughs> Listen, there's gotta be something interesting about this. If it's not the actual content, it's all the bodily functions that we get to spectate yeah, during this during the show. Ooh, look at that three dollar uh, word. PAX. PAX. Yeah, I love that. So PAX. we spent uh you were there Thursday night, I came down Friday morning. Uh, We were there the whole weekend, we leave on Sunday, and boy oh boy did we have a good time. You got yourself back onto the show floor for the first time in a few years, which was great. Yeah. We got a ton of games played, Uh, we bought a whole bunch of stuff, we got to demo some games, we had just an awesome time. I think PAX Unplugged, and I'm saying this because I just read about it, not because I know, because my ass doesn't go to any other conventions at this point in my life, although I hope... We can get to Gen Con someday. We gotta
1: fix that. We gotta fix that.
0: Yeah, we'll get there. But uh, PAX is one of the best. Like, it's just so relaxed and fun and focused on the hobby, focused on the people. It's just like this camaraderie that you see there that you... I don't know if you get at other cons, and and I've heard a lot of feedback from others in the industry and just random people in the board game communities on social media that kind of echo the same sentiment, so... How was it being back?
1: Um, so it was sort of a, it was like a, it was like a fifty-fifty for me. Um, like again, I love being back. I love doing some of the things that, um, that I've missed for, I guess, two paxes, paxes, pax, paxi. Is that what's the plural of multiple
0: paxes? Paxopolis.
1: <laughs> but um but i i i did not miss the lines i did not miss the crowds
0: <laughs>
1: and i did not miss the lack of hygiene those were i don't know if it's just cuz i was away for so long i for, like I, I i uh i i like had to reacclimate to it so maybe next year i'll be better but i was a little grumpy saurus at, at the beginning
0: you were awash in a sea of nerd and you forgot what it felt like yeah waves lap over your body yes it's yeah it's uh you know it's a convention right like there's just there's always going to be lines this is how i know we're getting old because you now are like cranky about things you enjoy and that was never the case before
1: (laughs) we have definitely turned into those two muppets in the balcony about everything Uh (laughs) uh-huh
0: (laughs) we're crossing into that threshold where like I chose to buy a ticket and go to this and I'm still going to bitch about how I didn't like certain things about it. Yeah. No. Which (sighs) is fine.
1: No. And I know, I know this is like a, you know, but like,
0: I don't know. I just,
1: maybe it was, like I said, maybe it was the two years away that I forgot. Right. Or like I had blanked or, or or removed those from my, my memory database. But, um, some of the things I was just like, Oh, I just I, it was it was well, tough. It was very tough. But but you, there were some very positive moments. Uh for me, I'll be honest with you. My my favorite PAX moment uh was getting to meet Ashwin uh and Rob and demo their new game that's coming out in twenty twenty four. Yeah. That was, yeah, was to me the highlight. Those gentlemen were amazing. Uh and if you don't know uh, Ashwin uh had designed the wolves uh he had designed um uh animated and there was one other one that him and I were nerding out about why can't i remember it there was a I third one I just i my my brain but um and Rob
0: to be fair it's been 3 weeks it <laughs> has
1: been yeah and and Rob uh he him and i connected at one of their earlier packs uh when he was debuting uh his I can't believe
0: he recognized you
1: Shuffle Grand Prix uh which was from is a is a bicycle uh almost like a Mario Kart-ish game um and he's also the designer of Sonora which after i've been i watched it uh after packs uh, and we definitely need to get our hands on Sonora, so, uh, I'll be tracking that down. So, I'm excited about that. But Rob and Ashwin have partnered up. Uh, we, I believe we'll have them on next year. Uh, spoiler alert. We
0: will. I'll have to get in touch with them.
1: Um, but they were a highlight for me. I, I they were just super cool dudes. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughs. Uh, I loved their game. I really loved their game. Uh, Which felt chicken fried dice is the title. Yes, chicken fried dice. Uh, It'll be coming to Kickstarter uh, in 2024, I believe. And it felt like super mega lucky bot bot uh, super mega lucky box meets fort in a way. Uh, I don't know if you felt that
0: Uh, that combo. uh, And then if you threw kitchen rush in there too.
1: Yeah, 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 we gotta add a little bit of that real time, but the, but, but the real time yeah. in this game didn't bother me. like real time usually is awful in so many games.
0: but it's, yeah, it's minimized but, enough where it isn't obnoxious.
1: yeah, but this real time was so good. Um, but yeah, I, I can't wait to cover this more. I can't wait to talk more with those gentlemen. Next year, and bring this to you guys, uh, our audience, because I think everyone will love this game. If you like anything that we've been talking about for two years, um, we're going to have really good comments on this one, too. So, getting to play it, oh my God, did I smash you guys in that demo? I couldn't believe how good I was doing. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like in the zone on that game. I loved it.
0: So, I don't even remember how I did. I just was trying to understand the rules still. It wasn't that complicated, but it was No no no. Like it it wasn't complicated, to, but it was
1: like grasp. you had to you had to see it. Once you saw it, you're like, oh And then again it was do this to cross off this to then do this to then do that and then you do this and then you go there. I like uh it was so it was a perfect up my alley game. Oh, I loved it. Yeah.
0: It definitely had pieces of super mega lucky box and that like combo y as you finish yeah. the customers, they give you things for the next customers and yeah, it was it was an interesting concept and a fun game, and I agree. Those guys were really great to sit down, so we appreciated their time and um, in inviting us out to to demo the game. It was really cool, and it looks really so, far along too. It Looks like they're getting yeah. to the point where they're hopefully wrapping the, up testing and
1: the art is um, super cool on it. It almost, it, yeah, it almost, yeah, it almost reminded me of like Among Us, right? But like if they had faces, it had like little Among Us style characters or Fall Fall Guy characters. It was really cool. Um.
0: So if that was my f- fun.
1: Yeah. So that was my, f- I think my favorite moment of Friday. Uh, my next favorite moment was the first line. Actually, it was the second line I stood in line with. The first one was to get in. And the second one was to get my hands on some lorcana. Oh, Ryan was, I so exa- excited and happy when I could buy lorcana? Um, and so boy I bought did a box. They have a lot. Yes. They had walls of it. It was amazing. Um, and I got my hands on. They definitely learned their
0: lesson from Gen Con.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> I it. I think, knock on wood, they are going to be good moving forward. Um, I think they were farther. Like, if you think about Chapter One came out in October, Chapter Three yeah. is coming out in February, late February. I think that's enough of a time window to change gears. And to either pump the brakes or step on the gas. And I think they'll be stepping on the gas, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Well, it's um, still moving like crazy because I cannot find packs like anywhere around me. Uh stuff just sells out. Like the most I've seen, I saw like two starter decks at a Walmart, and that's yeah, yep. it was Walmart and that was it. Nothing else yeah. is available. It's insane.
1: Yeah, my son and I grabbed six packs on a whim just to try to pull an enchanted. Uh, last night we were out. My son wanted to go toy hunting. So we grabbed six packs. Where did you find them? Uh, Those were at Airport Road, Target. Um, So we were all over Allentown, Ryan. Oh my God. All over. And we started Airport (laughs) Road, went all the way through back alleys of Bethlehem, ended up on Lehigh Street. Oh, it was such a, such a hunt, such a toy hunt yesterday. He and my son had half a day. I said, "What do you want to do?" He goes, "Let's go toy hunt." So I was like, "All right, let's do it." Um,
0: but proper bonding experience.
1: Yeah. So so now the why that Lorcana booster box for the Rise of the Floodborn is my second favorite moment of packs was because when I got home after PAX weekend and cracked the packs, I pulled an Enchanted Arthur from the set, and uh, that is on its way to be graded as we speak. So, the box paid for itself.
0: Congratulations.
1: So I was, and you were trying to
0: that. like pull cards to wrap up the full set too, right? Like you got most of the way there.
1: Yeah. So I have. So right now I have a full non-foil, non-enchanted uh, first chapter set done, and then I'm missing four cards from Rise of the Floodborne, non-foil, non-enchanted, just the base sets in both.
0: Rarity? Like, are they rare? Or
1: uh, yes, they're, they're, they're all team-able? like, yeah, they're 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 not. Ex- They're not super expensive rares, but they are rare or higher. Um, But uh, I think I'll be able to to get them put together pretty quickly, so I'm not too worried. Um, I've got a couple more weeks of League, so I'll be taking my trade binder in this Tuesday to see if I can't finish off that collection. Which is why I was buying a couple extra packs, just to fill the binder in case there was... Because there's a lot of stuff that people still need and want, so if I can you know, get my you know, foil set or pull an enchanted, then I can fill the trade binder. So it's it's not like I'm wasting money on the on the cards, you know.
0: You keep telling yourself that, okay? Knock on wood.
1: Yeah. But uh Yeah, so uh, yeah, so first constructed tournament is gonna be mid to late January, so I'll be excited about that. So I'm working on a deck for that as we speak. So I have just about well, all the cards. I wish you the best.
0: Yeah, I'm I hope you smash some people. Sounds like yeah, we'll league see. Is going well so far.
1: Yes, league is we'll doing have... really well. Uh, we'll have so to I've do some three more. Yeah, three more weeks of league, but that's that's all other stuff. Let's stick with packs. Sorry, I got us off off down the road. <laughs> Sorry, Focus. it's been so long, Focus. buddy.
0: Yeah, I know. It's been so. A what while. were what we, was, we what was your highlight sooner?
1: Yeah. But life, life's like
0: We just scheduling worked out in a rough way, yeah. and you know how it tends to go with this with this show. We a, a labor of love, and when yeah. we have the time to make that love, well, that didn't come out right. <laughs> make uh, love. All right, moving on. When we have
1: time to make love.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, when we have time to make game love. Um, uh, nice. So my highlights, uh, oh, boy. So my I think my first highlight was walking into the. Uh, into the convention center. We're not even in the hall yet, and CGE has a room with games in it. And I'm like, ooh, games. And that I went amazing. in and bought Spicy before we could even get into the show. And I was like, ah, oh, that's like one of my number one things I wanted to leave with. Dude, that uh, was so, so well to done
1: to do that.
0: Yeah, I that know. so smart. Like the, I don't know why more smart.
1: publishers didn't do that.
0: You would think the bigger ones would. Maybe it's just like limited space because I know they leave, excuse me, they leave a lot of room open for the... Um, you know, like, the social groups that gather, the Penny Arcade stuff, like, all that. Yeah. So, it's probably just space. And I have to wonder, too, at some point in time, is PAX just going to get bigger? Like, are they going to need more room? Because it just... I saw... uh, Not... What's the other... There's another convention for video games. Um, Gamescom, I think. It might be that one. That they're now opening a tabletop section in that show as well. Oh, so is that the one be another... still
1: in PA? Is that the one down in Oaks? Is that, that no, one? no?
0: I don't. Th- I don't know where Gamescom is. Okay, it might be out west. I honestly don't know. I've never been, but I just saw the news that they're opening one, and it just seems to be like you know, it's it's hard to ignore the genre at this point, and, yeah. and board gaming and video gaming seems to just keep getting closer and closer to merging in some fashions. Like there's yeah. a Slay the Spire board game, you know, so on and so forth. So I think that's interesting that they're starting to do those things, but. It's good. Um, I got to try out Kutnahora horror for about 10 minutes, which was cool. I still want to buy that game. I do think that's a really fun eco- economic game, and I don't really have any ones like that in my collection. So that's still on my list of things. Yeah, that, that actually like did seem
1: very, go. very entertaining. I was enjoying what I was watching uh, yeah, for it's, what it's worth.
0: Uh, the I don't have games, too many games where there's like an economy simulation going on. And it ultimately boils down to sort of spreadsheeting in a way, but it looked like there was a good amount of player agency and enough kind of back and forth, take that in a very passive, aggressive way, which, you know, presses yeah, my that, buttons. So yeah. I'll, I'll probably pick that up this year at some point if I can. Maybe we'll see. Um, second favorite part of the show was the joy on your face looking at the Lorcana booth. Um, and the third favorite part of the show was just your agitation i love the way me being miserable made you happy
1: (laughs) that's awesome
0: (laughs) uh it was like i was so excited for you to be back and then to just watch like you get visibly shaken by the things that i knew were gonna bother you and then pick on you about it the entire time was just a lot of fun no honestly number two was was um Ashwin and, and, and uh, Rob getting to demo yeah. chicken fried dice and give them feedback really enjoyed the game as well I would I would definitely back that game
1: yeah 100 um, percent.
0: it's it fills that like roll and write sort of niche that I, I think some roll and write games do fill well and some don't I I just read about another one that Dan Thoreau um, reviewed recently that that looked really interesting to me I can't remember the name of it right now I'll have to look it up then but Rollin' Rights are a fun genre, I like them, and I don't have a lot, so unique titles yeah. like that would be a good thing to add to the collection, too, to play. Uh, but overall, it was good to be back, I just missed the show, and um, we stayed longer this time on Friday, so we got to kind of walk around and do a lot more, we got to demo a game, We got I got yeah. to see the Penny Arcade guys, Mike Krulik and Jerry Hawkins, who I always love seeing, they're hilarious, um, I got to make my purchases, which we'll talk about later, so all in all, really good day. And we still got to go back and have some delicious food after we were done. So Friday is always a good time. And one of these times, we'll have to see. We talked a little bit about it, you and I, but Media passes is what that entails. We can get to go get some behind-the-scenes discussions with designers one year. yeah. And, um, maybe get to be included in some playtesting for, for some larger-scale stuff. So we'll see. Um, always a good time, though. I love PAX. It is one of the most fun shows I think there is out there for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. I wish, you know, I I uh, if it wasn't for the crowds, I think I could have done more in the in the publishers area. I really, I really saw so much that I wanted to just spend time on, but it was very difficult to get into some of those, um, and not be sort of, you know, shoulder to shoulder with people. It was tough, and I don't know. As I'm getting older, I don't. I'm getting crotchety, (laughs) poked and elbowed and pushed. It's just, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think we but just need to invest in a bubble for you.
1: <laughs> or like, or like a, a warning sign. Or like a porcupine suit so that they, they would get stopped. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sonic the Ken Hog. Uh, <laughs> we could definitely do something like that.
1: Nice. Like I'd be cosplaying with like razor blades, <laughs> you know, for quills. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: you just be uh, wrapped in razor wire or something. Nice. Yeah, yeah I, I don't Like know. a hardcore I,
1: wrestler. A cosplay a hardcore yeah. wrestler covered in barbed wire. That's more where you're up your alley, right? <laughs> nice.
0: I don't think the crowds bothered me so much. I wasn't in situations where I was, you know, that packed with people except we were waiting in line to get in. I will say, though, that we we wanted to sit down and play something and just, like, have... We always pack, like, snacks and stuff to eat. We don't go out for lunch because Reading Terminal Market is a mob, and we just don't go. Um, We were trying to find a place to sit down and, you know get a bite to eat out of our bags and play a game. And the free play area was fuller than I've ever seen it. You could not find seats. It was insane. There were so oh, many crazy. people playing games, which was awesome to see, right? Like you yeah. sat down after you made it over to our table and there were two people next to you that recommended a game you went and bought. And that that's just awesome. Like the amount of people playing, the variety of games they're playing, the stuff they purchased, stuff they got out of the library, stuff they're demoing with publishers like we did. Um, yeah, when you see it's just so cool to see.
1: When you see strangers with a stack of games, right? And like yeah. if let's say there's a stack Ooh, of how's six that? games. Ooh, how's that? And like three of the games you know that you love, right? Or know that you've played, you like, right? And then there's like the yep. other couple on their pile that you're like, I was looking at that. I wonder if I like it. And then you just sort of <laughs> I just interrupted their game and was like, yo, what's that game about? Is it good? And they were like oh my god it's great it's bah, 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 and i was like all right i gotta go buy it so we'll talk about that later but that yeah. makes help sell one play, of the games you know
0: you're trying to play your own games and and you're like just looking around at everything around you and seeing all the stuff that everyone else has out and it's like things catch your eye and you're like oh shit i can't focus it's like gamer add to the max but it's amazing it's a good thing all right um why don't we hop into our playlist? Uh, we're not going to talk about what we played at PAX. This is just separate since PAX. Um, oh, we'll okay. jump into our PAX playlist and we'll talk about the game breakdown for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then we can wrap up with uh, our PAX purchases and then any other backbought. I know you have some. I don't think I have any. And then uh, we'll double check our predictions and see how close we got from last episode. Okay. Out for the Sounds day. good. So why don't we hop into played. Why don't you get us started?
1: Um, so it's it, I don't I don't really actually have too too much. Um, I one of the games that I did buy at Pack. Spoiler alert! Uh, I introduced to some people. Uh, it's a little card game called Gap um, from Arcane Wonders. Uh, it plays up to six and. I taught it to a room full of eight people. So two people kept rotating in and out, but everyone who played it really enjoyed it. So I can't wait to break that out, uh, with, uh, some of the holiday, uh, parties that I'll be going to, or when I'm hosting this Christmas,
0: we'll talk about um, gap later, but I really liked gap.
1: <laughs> yes. We'll talk about Cap. Um, and then I mentioned uh, I I have been playing some Lorkana, uh in a league every Tuesday, and other than that, I don't think I've played anything else. Um, it's been it's been busy to try to get other games in, and uh, we postpone game night, right? So yeah,
0: since Stupid we spoke last.
1: Yeah, so I think that was my my playlist. Uh, however. A potential future playlist might be um, I was invited to a Frosthaven game group uh, on TTS. Oh, boy. So that might be in my future. It was supposed to happen last night, but my son wanted to go out and shop, so I, I, I regrettably declined. But I believe I might be trying it on TTS in the future. So...
0: Oh well, that's cool. I still so. have my box sitting here staring to me in the face. <laughs> it's not getting <laughs> out here anytime soon. Nice. My wife wants to play with with uh, Frosthaven with me and I've tried to get it to the table but the reality is the commitment is so high with our schedule and yeah. everything there's just no way. So we're saving it. We'll get there. I'm excited to play that too. But good luck. That'll so does fun. she did does you she just want to play did you and her?
1: Out? I didn't do I didn't go anywhere yet. I just was like about to give my Steam username and my Discord username. Other than that, I didn't get that far. Um,
0: I think we're so. gonna do like a co-op night. I don't know if we're gonna do four or three, but like, okay, yeah, at some point out, you know, like we're we're kind of doing that co-op night right now with with Deep Rock Galactic. Um, now, did I you guys play that Friday, or did it? you
1: cancel that too?
0: We canceled that too, yeah. Okay, I, all right, with, I didn't know. So okay. Kirby has family that he travels to see in Ohio, and I was like, eh, I don't want to risk yeah. getting him sick. Um, So we just canceled it, and it was fine. So we'll, we'll resume uh, after the new year when we get back together again. And we have about, I think, what, we made it through four campaigns, and I think we have eight more scenarios to go in that game, and then it's done. Okay. Um. So after that we can consider starting Frosthaven. we could jump into okay. you know Something by else, then we'll yeah. probably have the full expansions shipped and uh, delivered for vagrant song so that's Ooh, always an option okay. um, yeah there's plenty of co-ops to play <laughs> so we'll have to figure that out but yeah if, if you uh, you know if you do play let us know how it goes because I'm very curious I yeah, I, I, keep, I, like hear, I hear I so
1: hear I hear it's harder I hear it's definitely harder than Gloomhaven.
0: Um, yeah, and I've also heard the downtime in between games is much higher, and so you okay. kind of have to plan, because there's a city-building aspect in between now. Um, okay. And, and even like a mercenary hiring and guards and all kinds of hmm. new mechanics. So I don't, I don't know, know if, if they- it's like play in the dungeon crawler sense is necessarily harder, but the decision space for everything is much larger. So we'll see. But yeah, it's on my list. I'd, I'd like to start that sooner than later. And then before you um, jump
1: into your plate, yeah. um, do left, right, center, and poker count, or no? Do we just pretend that that didn't happen? Is that like a what happens last? There, I checked there? their
0: games. So
1: okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we did have our annual uh, Christmas get together with our, our game group, um, Robmus. Yes. So if, uh, if you remember, a few episodes ago, we used to. Uh, promote and push the DGN sports cards. Um so our friend who owns that company uh gets together every year. I think there was what, twenty of us this year, maybe? Eighteen, something like that. And we always it's, play left I feel right like center. It was
0: eighteen. Sixteen to eighteen, yeah. It's a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so we always so we played left right center uh and poker. Uh no limit Texas holdem. Um and then there was crokenall there was lorcana played
0: lorcana uh, yeah
1: what what else did i miss or was that just the four main we played games?
0: 12 chip trick at the beginning
1: 12 chip trick yeah 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 i remember that yeah we did play that dude my memory is shot from that day
0: <laughs> what time did you leave 2:33
1: uh, something like that Nice. Because we played Larkana into the wee hours in the morning.
0: Everyone else sleeping or watching?
1: (laughs) Uh, Rick and Morty did make an appearance, so there were a few people watching Rick and Morty, (laughs) as always. Rob's bedtime stories. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, then I guess that would be uh, the other two games that I played. What about you, buddy?
0: Nice. Just to note, too, that you took down a double pot of left, right, center... I took down two separate games of left, right, center, and you split on two games of poker and left with what, like two hundred some dollars for the evening? Not a bad haul. Yeah, I was
1: yeah, I was up two hundred bucks for the night.
0: So that's some more uh, condom money right there, baby.
1: Yeah, that was very nice. Yeah. So. All
0: right. Um, what did I play? So I purchased a bunch of games at uh PAX that I've played quite a bit of since then. Um, I started off the list with the White Castle. I was so excited to get that game. Um, and I've been playing it solo. Uh, I did, however, play with Kirby one weekend. We played two games, so I played it two-player and solo. The solo mode is borderline impossible. Uh, I hear it's beatable, but I've also heard an immense amount of um, complaining about the solo mode to the point where like people have retcon the rules to make a easier version to actually make it accomplishable. But that game is... Really, really something special. Very, very, very fun. It plays so fast for what you have available to you. You only get nine turns. The decision space is so big and so difficult. Um, I just I can't get over how good this game is. I'm so excited to try it at four. And because it plays so fast, it's one of those games that you can re rack quickly. It's variable setup, so you basically just spend two minutes getting set up with a different uh, layout of cards and stuff and chips um but wow this is i'll talk later about my favorite games from pax but you know this is definitely on that list it's just really 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 good um component quality and everything's really nice just awesome great game uh i also so how played is it a bunch how was it at two? Uh, it was great at two yeah it was great Um, We know Kirby well, and we know Kirby can take a while sometimes with decisioning because he has analysis paralysis at times, even though he Uh, insists he doesn't. Hey, buddy, if you're listening, you do. I love you. Good old old AP. (laughs) Yeah, JKAP. Uh, So he did really well with it. Um, He won the first game handily. Uh, His scoring conditions were, he kind of saw, I don't know if he saw it or not, but he definitely played it well. Second game I ended up winning. um, It was great at two. It still plays really fast. Like even with four players, you don't really have a lot of choices on your turn, but the choices you do have are agonizing at times. Essentially, you have to pick a colored die off of a bridge and put it on a spot where that you know a die is available. If you play okay. a number higher than what's shown on that spot, you get coins for the difference. If you play a number lower, you pay coins for the difference. And then you trigger that space. And if you play a die of a certain color, it triggers only the tiles of that color. Um, and so and then there's some generic spaces you can go that don't care about color or number so much. And uh, you know when you do all those things you trigger these actions and you start putting your workers They're not really workers, you just kind of use them for scoring representation, but they go on the board in certain places. But what's really cool about it is that if you are galaxy-braining this game, you can build turns where you're doing like four or five things. It's hard to see, but when you find it, it's super combo-juicy and very fulfilling. Um, But to do it, you have to pay coins or daimyo seals, which are these little orange tokens, or... Um, certain resources to move your courtiers up in the in the castle to the top floor and you trigger these bonuses with all this. It's just really, really, really rich for a game that only takes about 30 minutes to play, even with two people. So we will play it at some point. Um, I absolutely love it. In solo, I just keep playing it. I keep banging my head against it because I want to figure it out, but it's just really good. Uh, next one is Scout. So I played this at the office uh, last week. I took it in and finally got to play a four-player game. Everybody loved it. Uh, I don't think there's anyone on Earth that doesn't care for Scout. It's just such so a So did game we not play more.
1: Scout at PAX? I
0: swear we did. We did. We did. Okay. Yeah, we definitely All right. did.
1: Now, uh, qu- with, uh, explain the difference between Scout and Spicy. I know there's a unique mechanism for each of them, because I couldn't remember. Is Scout the yeah, where Scouts... you take a card?
0: Or a scout the like, one where you um, play
1: a card in front of you.
0: <clears throat> scout is the one where it's like dealt in that you're given a hand of cards. Oh, you can't they're, move they're your up, hand yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. And you can choose to orient them in either direction. Upside down. Have to or, your yeah. whole hand. And then you're just yes. beating people's tricks, basically. And then you uh, have spacing, that ringmaster.
1: Then you have that yeah, ringmaster have chip your, that you your, can um, play and go.
0: Scout and play, right? Scout yeah. and show. I think it's called. Um, okay. Yeah. Scout is good. one of the better card games I've played all year, if not the top one I've played. It's so, so good. And everybody loved it. So I'm hoping to get it to play over the Christmas break here with some family as well. Hopefully they they dig it as much as, as we did. Um, Spicy is the other one that you mentioned. We got to play that a couple times at the office as well. Uh, that one is kind of a bluffing game where you play. Uh, so there's three suits. There's peppers, pepper, chili, and wasabi. And then there's cards numbered 1 through 10, as well as a couple wild cards. And your job is to basically start at the number 1, or one, two, three, and you play it face down in front of you and say, like, 1 of chili. And then the player to your left has to play a card face down on top of that that matches the suit, but has to be a higher number. And so they can play, like, a 4 of chili, but they may be bluffing, and that's the whole rub of the game, is that you basically yeah. call people out when you don't think they played what they said. You can call When you call them out, you have to pick either the suit they're lying about or the number they're lying about. And if you catch them, they have to draw two cards and start the next round, and then you get to capture that pile of cards that was there before as points. Um, if you go out, meaning you lose all the cards in your hand from playing them, you get a 10-point trophy, and then first player to get two, or when all three trophies are gone, or you trigger the world's end card, the game ends. Um, really fun. Everybody dug that one. It's another bluffing game, which everybody always loves. And it plays really well, quick. So. What that was, was the trick-taking I...
1: game, Ryan, where when you win a trick, you have to take a card that's not one of yours?
0: Uh, trick-taking game. I'd was that, that only that the American Axe?
1: Psycho one? Or was there another game that did that mechanism? Yeah, that
0: was American Psycho. Okay. I couldn't yeah, think like, of which one did it. You get st- you get stuck. I think you pick a card, but you can't pick your own. Is what it was, and that's what you score later in the game. I think I remember that. Yes, I don't yes, remember. yes, yes. I'm pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm uh, right. And then the last thing I played was some Quicks with my wife. Uh, we always have Quicks in the house, although she gets pissed at my die rolling, but um, <laughs> because I roll well. But we played Quicks. So that was fun, and that's kind of all I've gotten. It's just been a lot of solo gaming with the White Castle. Um, Kirby and I were going to try Mercurial but we kind of didn't have enough time um, I have played that, I should put that on the list too I did play Mercurial solo um, still getting used to the rules, there is just an immense amount of iconography in that game and it's not the most intuitive when you look at it, but it's one of the most beautiful games I've played in a while um, at some point we'll have to get that to the table with 4-2 because that should be fun Ugh, and so then I also games. have Paleo set up on the table We're gonna, my wife and I are going to revisit that soon and try to wrap that up so I can put that on the purge pile that is my list.
1: Very nice. Okay.
0: All right. Now, on to the real main event our PAX played list. So, we got uh, you, you went down Thursday. There were three players there Thursday night. You guys have a whole list of stuff. Why don't you go over those and kind of just give a brief description of the games you played, and then we'll jump into Friday and Saturday after.
1: Yeah. So, um, on Thursday, as Ryan mentioned, there was a few of us that got together earlier before PAX, and we got five games to the table uh, Thursday evening prior to uh, putting our heads on the pillows to get up for PAX morning. So the first game we played, uh, actually three... actually. Every game that we're about to talk about was a game that I believe I mentioned purchasing at Black Friday last episode. Uh, So the first one was Dungeon Raiders by Phil Walker Harding. Uh, This game is, it's sort of like Welcome to the Dungeon, but it's got a little bit more in depth. Uh, strategic playing of your cards. Um, Basically, what happens is you're going through sort of floors of a dungeon and some cards are face up, some cards are face down. And at the end of, uh, I think it's five floors, you want to have the most coins uh, possible. However, if you have the most wounds out of everybody, you're eliminated by default. So it always will kill you know, whoever has the most wounds total always goes so you're fighting monsters you're unlocking treasure chests you're uh disarming traps you're 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 picking up gold there's loot rooms but uh i believe it's you have cards 1 to 5 uh in your hand and everyone simultaneously plays a card on that room so if it's a monster card you need to either meet the number of the monster or beat it Uh, its value, or the lowest person gets wounded. And if there's a tie, then they both get wounded. So this – counting cards is important in this, and you would think that it's somewhat easier with five cards, right, only, but when you multiply it by players, it could kind of trip you up a little bit. But this is uh, an amazing, simple-to-get-to-the-table fun uh Phil Walker Harding game called Dungeon Raiders. Uh the next game yeah, we played I think we talked
0: about that like a couple episodes ago where you're like I didn't even know this he was did one, yeah. one of his games. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good we could, you got to try it.
1: Yeah, and I think this was really inexpensive in the used game section from Black Friday. Um the next week the next game we got to play was 9 Lives, uh which is a trick-taking game. Uh, where you, uh, when you look at your hand, you're going to bid by putting a a little cat out on a carpet. And depending how you bid, it determines how many points you get. Um, so if you match your bid, uh, you'll get bonus points. If you match half your bid or a portion of your bid, you'll get another point. But if you go over or under your bid, there's a subtraction mechanism that comes in. And... Uh, It's a must-follow where there's a fixed trump suit. Um, And then this also has that thing where if when you win, you take one of the cards played uh, from the trick other than the one you placed. Um, So it allows you to then strengthen your hand potentially. So when you're bidding in the beginning – You have to also think like, okay, I'm going to win X amount of tricks by default based on maybe the high numbers or the trumps. But then you got a pad knowing you're going to get extra cards back in your hand that you might win a couple more tricks. So it's only a four-round game and whoever gets to – or you play for four rounds and whoever has the most points at the end of four rounds wins. Or if a player gets to nine points, uh, they win. So if that happens within two rounds or three rounds then it's over. But Nine Lives is a fun little cute trick taking game. Uh again I think I paid I don't know 10 bucks for it maybe if that uh super super fun uh plays up to four but the but the bidding uh mechanism is what's key because you have a little cat token and you can block out other numbers from other players. Uh depending on you know the the turn order uh, so it could be really uh unique, and it's a big, it's it's real thinky, because again, I think the hardest part for most trick taking games is like if you have to give a a, a meld bid, right? Um, and this one takes that to another level because you you live or die by your bid here. Uh, so that's nine lives. I think you'll really enjoy this one, Ryan.
0: Yeah, I'd like to try it.
1: Uh, <clears throat> so the next one we pl- uh, we played was. Again another game I found used uh in the use section. Uh this is a game called Ringmaster. Uh and Ringmaster is done by um, Justin Gary, uh who uh is uh is one of the main designers of Stoneblade Entertainment. So he did Soul Forge Fusion. He did Ascension Tactics. So, so Justin Gary's got a pretty decent pedigree. And basically, the way Ringmaster plays is uh, you don't know how you're going to win the game. But once there is a determined way to win the game, a determined way to win the game, then you try to make that strategy happen. However, other people can manipulate your sort of big top uh, to make sure that you don't win. So it's got a little bit of take that, not too crazy, Um, but some of these big powers, they like, uh, they really set the game, um, you know, it changes it almost every time someone plays a card. So like maybe there's a rule of uh, if you have three big tops, you win the game and maybe you have two in front of you, but someone then changes or takes your win condition to them. So now they can win with three big tops and now you don't have a win condition. So now you're trying to find a win condition on your next play. Or you could potentially be holding cards that allow you to have a win condition based on what else is in other people's big tops, and you can manipulate their sort of their tableau to get them on your side, and then you win the game. So, it's it's got a little bit of flux if you've ever played flux ish feel to it. Um, with uh, obviously there's a little bit more luck involved in this one about what you draw, what you get, but you got to try to make the best of your hand. And I think for I don't know, I think I paid $8 or whatever for it. It was worth 8 bucks. We had a good time with it. We played it a couple times right away, back to back. Um, then the next game we played was Fairy Lights. Now, Fairy Lights is a tile tile laying set collection game. With a little bit of push your luck. Um, so you're trying to build a, a shop of, of critters. Or a, you know, a forest that, that's public scoring. And they'll have a bulb count on them. So, however, if you get two of the same character in a row. It shuts your turn down. So you have to push your luck in this. And, and you know to what flips. But if you bust, then it passes to the next person. So you might have set them up. Okay. Now, uh the way cards score is if you have collections of uh 3 6 9 or 12. And then if you do get to that those numbers, they automatically score. However, if you get anything from like let's say 4 5 7 8 or higher, it's going to trigger and then just get discarded. So you're trying to get these set collections in multiples of three, so they score for you based on the amount of bulbs that are on these cards. So this is um, you know, just a, a, a simple, uh, cute little game. The art is, is good. Uh, we played this a couple times. Everyone seemed to enjoy this one, and again, it was relatively inexpensive. Um, I'm not a huge pusher luck fan, but this oh, we game <laughs> feels feels a little less punishing than than others. Um but uh but yeah, this one was cute and fun. Uh that's Fairy Lights. Cool. Uh and then the last one we played, which actually this might have been something I should have said mentioned that I we played before too, uh, outside of work was Halloween party. Because uh, we I played we that did. a couple weeks ago. Or did we? Yeah. And this is one where you're trying to Uh, it's got a little bit of a bluffing mechanism where sometimes you want somebody to take the guess so you send them something crappy but sometimes you want them to deny that guess so that you can get them and then take something from them so basically you're trying to collect these sets of suits of characters and then each certain character has a different special ability and what you're doing is you're just sending it over to somebody and say hey trick or treat and then they can either agree or disagree if they, they say oh come to the party then they get their card flips up, it activates for them. If they decline you, it comes back to your tableau, you flip it up, and then you do the action. Um, And it, at the end, whenever the... I think it's when the deck runs out, right? Ends that one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. Then you just count up your, your guess in front of you, and whoever has the most guess wins. Uh, we like a lot of these sort of bluffing games. Uh, these go over well with uh, several of our game groups, you know, like a cockroach poker style. It's got a little hint of that with some of the set collection of some of the other games that we've talked about. But um, but that whole, like, bluffing to see if you're going to take someone's card or you want to get it uh, adds a nice little yeah. tension. And then the public row, once you play a card, you pick a card and then it replenishes. So they see what you have. So there's a little bit of information. Like, oh, I saw you took the uh, the guy that steals guys. Or I saw you took the guy that doubles. And you want to secretly get that in your, uh, you know, tableau, so people might maybe accept more so they could sneak in a negative card for them. So it's got that little bit of tension to it, which I liked. And that is Halloween Party and the last game we played on Thursday of PAX Weekend.
0: Yeah, that's a fun one. It's quick to play, pretty easy to to understand, and I like the... You know, like you said, a little bit of stealing and back and forth that goes on with some of the cards once they get out there. Um, it's just a nice, light, fun fair. Um, Friday. So Friday we got four games in, assuming this list is correct, which I believe it is. We play I Forest we Shuffle, which is one of your pickups uh, at the show, and then we moved into Spicy Scout and Moon. So why don't we start with Forest Shuffle? I'll do my best to try to explain this one. So okay. this was a pretty hyped game from PAX, if I remember correctly, and uh, so much so that we saw a copy and we bought it or we're about to buy it just to make sure that you got a copy because I didn't know how limited it would be. Um, but in essence, you're you're building a tableau of cards. Um, think a little bit like, uh, I don't know, what would you say is, is a close one to this? It's kind of an engine building card game. I think most of yeah, it is like Galaxy Trucker.
1: Yeah, people called it that, but I also felt like it had a little bit of fantasy realms. Now instead of holding the cards in front, you put them out in a tableau in front of you. Yeah, because yep. like if you have this, then this scores this, or if you have that, then this scores that, or this gets this amount of points based on this, this, and this, or the amount of these. Yeah, that's a good so point it, it for feels that closer to like yeah, like a tableau building forest uh, fantasy realms. Maybe it should be called forest yep. realms. <laughs>
0: But (laughs) yeah, uh, so you're playing cards. You basically have to get trees out, and then the cards, the other cards, are animals, or fungus, or plants, or whatever, insects. Yeah, and the cards are divided up into halves, and so depending on what you or where you play the card around a tree, uh, it will, you know, a certain part will be exposed on that card, and you tuck it behind the tree. Um, and you'll score points based off different kinds of combinations of cards there's some with set collection you know certain types of trees you know i think it was the the chestnut or whatever you could a horse chestnut that was it you could get uh, <laughs> five or six of those and score 20 30 points whatever it was um, butterflies kind of work the same way there were some that were sort of symbiotic like for example the fox and the and the hares or the um yeah you know the the, the squeaker bear, mountain squeaker lions, and the wolf right Yeah, yeah. So you could set up up these combos all over the place, Um, and it was a balance between hand management, so essentially when you play a card, you have to discard a card, and so you may be holding some stuff you really want to get out there for combo, and then find that the other cards that you need to set that up either aren't showing up, or other people are taking them, and you sort of have to shift strategies, and so you'll The cards you were planning on playing, then may become your discard fodder, Um, and those go into a general sort of field area where anyone can draft from, so you also have to kind of be careful what you're exposing to your opponents in case they actually need those cards. Um, This plays pretty quickly. Also,
1: there's a color combination between when you play cards, because they could have a bonus on them, and you don't get that bonus unless you discard cards that match that symbol, so that's another thing to consider.
0: Yeah, there's a whole other set of complexity there, which is really cool. Um, But I thought the game played really quick. Uh, It flows really nicely. There's not a lot of really painful decisions going on, but you still are focused on that engine. um, And you're trying to make the most out of the cards that you do get without completely shitting on your hand by discarding stuff you need. I found that to be the most challenging and fun part of it is just the, the agonizing of what to play versus what to keep and what to pitch. Um, the deck is huge so there's a ton of options and yeah. you know the art of the game the presentation everything is just for a small box game like that is a lot of meat packed in that game so I, that was one of my favorites from the weekend i think i really enjoyed that and i hope we get to play it some more because it was just i wouldn't call it a filler it's more than a filler but it's not yeah heavy it's enough like a, to be a, a big it's game. like
1: filler plus right
0: yeah like once yeah, you know like it's like a fort like a fort right yeah, it's exactly. kind of a
1: filler-ish, but it's got a little bit more meat on the bone. Um,
0: yeah, like it it's going to take like you probably a, 60 to 90 like minutes play to play, but it's worth it. Yeah, so that was Far Shuffle. I thought Far Shuffle was fantastic. I'm glad one of us got it. I, I may actually end up picking it up myself, too, at some point, because I just I enjoyed it that much. Um, next up was Spicy, which we talked about already. I think we played a few games in a row of that. We had a really good time um, pissing each well, other I think off we played too- and...
1: We also played two times. Uh, we ran for a back twice. That's true. So, we right? did. Yeah,
0: we did. Yeah, yep. we had that kind of learning game and then we yeah. played another one and that just ended up going faster, I thought, the second time around. Yeah, we, we definitely enjoyed it. Um, I won't cover spicy since we already talked about it, but we played a bunch of those. Same for Scout. Um, we had some really good games of Scout. I think everybody enjoyed that one the most so much. So I think we did we play it again on Saturday? I feel like may have played it once more on Saturday. I can't remember. Maybe. Um,
1: Saturday's kind of a blur to me. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, at that Uh, point,
0: we're on minimal sleep and drinking all weekend. Uh, Yeah, things start to just disappear. Uh, And then the last one we played on Friday, which I thought was one of the most interesting games we played all weekend, was Moon. Um, Joe is known for finding home runs out of the blue at PAX. He picked up the wolves before and... Uh, there was Moon some, Rakers Moon Rakers was another one he got was the year prior. Um, yeah, this year he picked up Moon, and the, I had seen some buzz around this, although oh. I didn't really look into it, or, or you know, <laughs> aesthetically, it wasn't something that I looked looked at. It was like, oh my god! I would, and I think I would, Moon is in this.
1: a trilogy. It's like a third in a series. It is, yes, for this designer. Yep.
0: Um, yeah, and um, it was. I don't know, tableau buildy. In a way, um, you kind of have these cards that you, the structure cards that you're basically building a base on the moon with. Um, and you're using resources that you have, but you're also potentially using these little moon carts to place on other players' cards throughout the rest of the moon to potentially use their resources to allow you to do what you need to do. Um, there's a lot of combo type stuff going on there. It's, you know, in the Tableau engine building space. Um, it had a really tongue in cheek sort of aesthetic to it. Like, uh, I think it was either you or Joe built like a golf course on the moon. I had a swimming pool. Like there was a worm farm, just, just weird stuff. But, um, I think the yeah, actual lead of the game. What's that?
1: I believe the artist, if you, if, if anyone's a big fan of art, um, I believe it was Henry Matisse, his art style really resembled moon. Um, and uh, it, it was really neat. that I thought it was a very unique style of, of art. Uh, but Henry Matisse used to cut paper and then uh, uh, rearrange paper to make pictures and paintings.
0: Yeah, the designer's name, and he's also the artist, is, uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing this correctly, Hakan Garder. Um, and yeah, you're right. This is the third in, in the series of stuff that he's done. Um, with the prior two being, I think, Streets was one, and then Villagers was the other.
1: Yeah, Villagers, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, And so the aesthetic for all three is kind of the same. I haven't played the other two, Uh, although I've heard they're fun. Um, But I I, I liked Moon. Um, I thought it played a little long, but maybe that's because we have five players and pretty much everything plays long at five. But what did you think of it?
1: So I really, really, really enjoyed Moon. Um i i felt the downtime between players was its biggest downfall uh, and again maybe that was because there were 5 of us but you should the with 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 the exception of the moon carts right if someone needs a moon cart that's after you but you take it yeah right that's the only really interaction that there is everything else is you're you're doing a solo game you're trying to make the best tableau to score the most points and it's not complicated so you should be able to
0: yeah you can see know what's, what's going
1: on but like right there were two or three of us that were ahead of everyone else not on like in points or in scoring, but it was just in turns, right? Because this game should be able to move and be a bit more snappy. But yeah. I think with five players, there's a lot of cards, there's a lot of spaces, there's a lot of reading.
0: Yeah, this is a And table if someone
1: longer. cares about every card, then that is going to take that, take time. But at the grand scheme of it, it almost doesn't matter. You're only going to be able to build the best that you can build. It has almost nothing to do with your neighbors, other than where to put your mine carts or your moon moon cars, right? But right at that, but that even isn't crazy because there's so many freaking cards.
0: Yeah, that
1: there's a resource <laughs> there's that a you need variety. somewhere on the board, right? Like so, right. it's not that complicated. But I I thought it was good. Uh, just the downtime. Between players was a little, yep.
0: Less I would to agree. Desired. I, I think I'm getting to the point too, and this isn't a knock at Moon so much as it is sort of the genre games as a whole. in general. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of the solitary games. To be honest, like, you yeah. Span but... is a great example where you're just there's no real player interaction whatsoever, um, and that's like one of the ones people cite the most because of its popularity but there are so many and i even have quite a few in my collection where you're, you're really yeah, not me me interacting too. enough and yeah and so this was another one of those i felt like and there was a little bit more here and that you could you know sort of leverage people's buildings in that respect but overall i you know it was a good game not a knock against it i had fun playing it uh, i thought it was interesting but in that sort of space I, I wouldn't buy another one and I know Joe's collection is like a shadow of ours because he's kind of just getting started in this hobby um so for him to get some stuff like that is good like I don't think he has anything else in his collection that quite matches not even close yeah. yeah yeah so it was a good place with his part
1: with two or three players Joe's gonna get a lot of good play out of this right in his house you know
0: yeah but I know just as well as you do that no one will ever play yeah. it except us <laughs> like but you know what we'll I mean. see though. it's possible yeah possibilities it's there. you know and, and as you grow in the hobby and, and start to make friends uh that are an interest in it and you can get a separate game group going you know that's one you could potentially leverage there so hopefully but yeah good purchase so uh that moves us into saturday why don't you start us off with saturday's big uh four-hour magnum opus of expeditions
1: Oh, I almost don't want to. <laughs>
0: but yes. Well, uh why don't why don't we just right. start by saying it took four hours Dude. and none of us were happy about it. But that's not okay. a reflection it, on the game.
1: No, no, no. Yeah. Uh it it was at the four hour mark where I had to tap out. Uh, I uh I couldn't do it any longer. Um uh, but uh we played Expeditions, yes. which I think that might have been my prediction for the best game. Um, I don't think it maybe isn't the best game that we played. Um, I was, I think, dead on with most of my thoughts around why it was going to be the best game. However, that playtime probably killed it. Um, Again... (laughs) It was much like Moon. Now, it was back-to-back, right? So, Moon was the last game we played before we went to bed. Expedition was the first game we played when we woke up. So, now we're bookended with these somewhat solo-ish style games. Minimum interaction between players. Other than in Moon, it was Moon carts on spaces. In Expeditions, it's uh, where is your mech going to be that I can't go to? right when it's when when your turn is done what space are you going to block me from being able to get to but this is another game that you need to have plan b and c ready to go so that you can just move um it's not that complicated but it is so beautiful in in its simplicity like like i i, I love a good combo engine kind of game and this can be that if you find the right cards you use your power correctly you play your companion right you get your right meeple set up and you can have a very fulfilling do this then do that then this happens and this happens and that happens all right pass turn go right um but in expeditions you're moving around a map trying to and and you get three actions you can move play uh or harvest right i think harvest or is it harvest but whatever. Yes. So you're moving a cube, and then you, you one of the actions you block out, uh, other than your first turn or when you refresh. So that's a fourth option is to refresh. So by refreshing, you're basically uh, bringing all your cards from your right of your mech to your left. So now they're in in play, so that you can are in your hand. Um, and you get your workers back. You get all your workers back. Ah, but it, this game has everything. It's got worker placement. It's got uh, action selection, it's got tableau building, it's got uh, it's got that scythe layer, it's got the race conditions where you want to uh, accomplish and get your stars on so many different things quickly. Uh, the art is amazing, the world is amazing, the theme is neat, but I think the playtime is what is going to knock this one. But again, I don't think it's the game at all, I think it's just us as gamers, we have to get better at this.
0: Yeah, uh, I've heard a lot of mixed things about expeditions in the in the board game space. Um, from you know this is this is what should have been made instead of Scythe to this is so derivative of many other things out there with a Scythe paint job on it that it's not worth the time. I'm somewhere in the middle. Uh, I thought it was fun to play. I enjoyed it, and I like the world that um, Jacob Rosalski has built with Scythe or Jakob, however you say it. Uh, and I, I thought this was it was very well done in this with, like, the corruption and stuff. Um, it just, I don't know, there was something really interesting and neat about it um, and all the meteorites and Tungaska and all the, all the things that sort of relate to that universe. Um, mechanically, I thought the game had a lot of cool things in it. It was fun. Um Again, though, there's not a ton of player interaction. You're not, you know, you're basically stealing spaces or cards potentially, but it's hard to justify yeah. doing that when it doesn't really benefit you. Um, but I, overall, like, I didn't I didn't dislike it. I had fun playing it. I'd play it again, I think, um, yeah. over, you know, quite a few other games out there. However, uh, the downtime hurt, right? The turn length hurt at times. I think the the game execution suffered because of how long we played. But I really don't yeah. think it was the game. We had players that were planning ahead and they had their turns done, uh, you know, two turns in advance. And they, their turn was 20 seconds or less. And then we had some people that were taking two, three minutes a turn for really no good reason. The board state doesn't change enough with five players to force you to sit there and sort of re tabulate or recalculate every permutation of things you could do. You know what you're going to do pretty much. You have like your general yeah. strategy and you're trying to execute that general strategy for the most part with little shifts. Because well, at the end of the there,
1: day, and, all players yeah. are racing to get their stars on those things. So we all have the same objectives. Right? It's just, you do. It's how, just how you get to them, it. right? Like exactly. Right? So it's either cards in your hand or your your mech. And your asymmetry with your mech versus my mech and your cards. Right. Other than that, we're all trying to accomplish the same thing. So the goals don't change. I don't know. Yep. That's that's important I, to know.
0: I think this is a case where the, the game itself was well done. We played it well, we had fun, we everybody sort of had their strategy, I think. Um, but it's five player account again. Like Ankh has been ruined at five. Expeditions is ruined at five. I'm trying to... Th- I know there's some others we played. Like, even Moon at five was starting to push the limits of what I could handle on the table because there's just so much going on and certain turns are taking longer. I think it's just a general observation overall that five players is really hard for most board games, and they're not made for it's that counts. And I think Expeditions it's is a tough count. count. So, while I think it was one of my favorite games we played over the weekend, I don't know if that's reflective of, you know the quality of other stuff we played or just the fact that I'm really a part of the... I love the Scythe universe and, and that art style and everything in it. Um, but the meat of the game was fun to me, and it helps that I was smashing all of you with the uh, meteorite strategy. Oh, you
1: found the action, one so. you found the one broken card in the game. And then of course you had <laughs> yeah, to
0: Yeah, and I abused the shit out of it. And that, uh, and yeah, honestly, that... I'm glad I did, because that was the trigger for you to be like... F this, we're four hours in, I can't handle any more and Ryan's winning, we're done. Because yeah. <laughs> otherwise we would have yeah, kept I
1: mean, going. And, that yeah. would have been, it would have been another two more hours, honestly. It would have been six hours we were playing that game if I didn't look over yeah. and look at your giant Scrooge McDuck like vault of coins
0: <laughs> because of your yeah, broken... Yeah, because people start to get real like, oh, it's my last couple of turns, I really got to make this count. And it's like, you, you've you lost, Like just, yeah. it's done. Don't, can we just yeah. wrap up so we can play more games? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, I don't know. I, I like the game. I want to play it again, but I don't want to play it at 5 again. But I definitely want to play it again. I, I think we have and to I it.
1: honestly I honestly was not trying to do the whole kickball and go home when I started cleaning up. I didn't realize that it would have an impact on other people, but I was just done. I couldn't. I, could, I had to tap. Well, I had to tap.
0: We're going to have a conversation about that this coming year, and that's an episode topic I want to cover is the psychology of the group. Uh, it's a very interesting thing when you have gamers who game a lot and they're good at, you know, sort of figuring out how the game works and how to run their turns in an efficient manner. And then you have the inverse of folks who don't and how that dynamic can really just put a big damper on the whole day. Um, and I don't think, you know, we recovered from it, but I don't think we had as much fun in some of the subsequent games, which we'll get to next. Uh, but yeah, it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. So ice was what we did next. Um, I yeah, had and this again. Cracked... I think that
1: was a mistake to be next.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, jealous or secretly just wanted to play this damn game so bad. Because um, uh, to be completely honest with you, I don't know if I like it. Um, and I'll just start there. Like we played it, we played five again. It's a longer game, um, a little bit of well, a heavier setup. I, Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I don't like the end condition of this game. Whereas I felt Expedition took too long, I feel like I didn't have enough time for Ice in a weird way. Yes. Uh, and
0: it's it's one of those games where you have to stop the game from ending, which is like not something we normally play. And I don't think any of us can.
1: And that's hard to do because you're trying uh-huh. to pull ahead, even not five, realizing two. that the end is that close. Yeah, right. Like not even realizing the end is that close.
0: Yep, but yeah. Then you, um, yeah.
1: Sorry, you. I didn't mean to jump in there. I just
0: no, no. It's it was... it's a very good point. Like that is that is kind of the rub with this game, and that maybe part of the reason why I don't like it is that you're we we talk about the games that we play like solitaireish, and we very much we we you and I both like these types of games where we see the cards available, we see the board state, we see what we have available to us, and we work with it to optimize and, and build. And this game is not that. This is, I can try to do some of that, but everyone else can just swoop in and use my resources to steal my things or yeah. do something better. Um, Plus, there's
1: not a lot of information; everything's hidden, right? Yeah. So that makes it tricky too. Because, yeah. like, yes. So then you change what you would do the next turn based on what you did the turn prior, potentially, or you just yeah. got to keep digging, right? And then hope that someone doesn't come in and steal all your little guys.
0: Yep. Yeah it's it's a really it doesn't look like when you play it or or even read in the rules when you play it or read about it that it's mean, but it's very, very mean. You have to be very cautious with how much resourcing you're putting in a given hex so that people can't leverage it to basically mine all the good stuff out from underneath your feet. Um I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I think about it. Aesthetically this is one of the neatest games I've ever seen. It is beautiful I think it's beautiful. Yes. The board is amazing and it's kind of really cool on the table. The setup's a little bit of a pain in the ass, but you kind of get over that. Uh, all the components are awesome. The factions are cool. I don't know if they're well balanced or not because I've only played it twice. Um, I don't know if I'm going to keep this one. Completely, being completely honest, like it's. I feel sexually... like I, we got
1: to try it one more, one more time, or another, or another two times before you can make that decision. I don't know. Yeah, I, feel like I it's think too fresh. the same.
0: But I, I can say through two plays now that I'm not a huge fan of the game. Um, I, I don't know if I like how it plays. And it's not so but much But yet a you reflection. like Hansa,
1: which doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because Hanza's... Well, I would I, play Ice over Hanza any day.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> I, I, yeah, I don't and know. And they
1: both have that, if you're not playing, it's going to ruin the experience. But it's a balance between playing your game versus... Playing out to mess with your opponents so that they don't get too far ahead of the team.
0: Yeah, it's like a everyone's game is on the table and no one has their own game. And it's such a weird adaption for playstyle for us who are traditionally like kid glove games, I would say. Um yeah.
1: friendly, friendly, friendly.
0: Yeah, yeah that, that I think we don't and, and to be honest with you like I don't I want to play more games like that <laughs> I want to play Hansa's and, and food chain ma- like I want to play some of that stuff because yeah. I just think there's an opportunity for some really interesting fun gameplay moments in that stuff that's goes beyond just the traditional hey I'm baking a tableau by myself and it's better than yours type stuff but yeah <laughs> this one just doesn't I don't know you're right I mean, you need to play a couple more times before I can make that call but so far I'm I'm lukewarm. On, I hear what you're leading. It. I
1: understand. Uh, mm.
0: Alright. Uh, do you want to talk any more about right, Ice then, or are you good to move on?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I liked, again, the art is really cool. The components are neat, I think. I think there's a there's a solid game there, but to your point, like if everyone isn't on the same page about how this game is going to go, then it's going to ruin the experience for everybody, except for the one person who pulls ahead and digs that last Last layer, right, and wins the game. Because like moving the artifacts over to your to score at the end, that was kind of clunky. I wish that would be a little bit better, but
0: and we didn't have time know. to do much of it either, which is the other problem. Yeah, because
1: it felt like yeah, it felt like it was over. The game was over. Yeah, but
0: considering the mood, I was glad it ended the way it did because we needed to move on from yeah. something more. More heavy and mean, like
1: yeah, because I was still a little, there was, was still a little steam coming off my brow. Yeah, you
0: still had a little lemon juice under the tongue from Expedition, so yeah, 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 that sour puss out. All right, uh, it, it the sour puss stayed for the next game, which was Cat in the Box. We've talked about this before, but my <laughs> god, did you have a bad set of, of Cat in the Box,
1: <laughs> dude? Cat in the Box hates me, it, it literally hates it, does me. hate you. I I've played what 15 20 times played a lot. The box I think I've played one or two good games other than that everything else has been utterly atrocious I don't know why yeah. I don't know why
0: it's uh, luck there's some luck there there's I don't know I don't know like, how you it's like qualify. it's like
1: Quaxequadliburg has a little trick taking costume and it hides <laughs> in it right cuz it Because Quacks, I've only had one good game of Quacks, and I've played that a dozen times. Like, those two games are like the bane of my existence.
0: (laughs) They are your nemesis. I had the best game of Cat in a Box I've ever played, (laughs) and it was 100% not my doing. Like, I just got so lucky when it would get Close to paradoxing, that I always had the card that was open. And I mean, that's just yeah. bullshit luck. There's no other way to describe it. I played fine. It's not like I played dumb. I played well, but I got lucky with, with what I was dealt more than anything else, or at least how the rounds unfolded. So I don't know. I, I still think that's one of the best trick takers out there. It's just so I'm much fun. I'm not saying to play. it isn't. I'm not saying it, it isn't. And I fun. like
1: playing it, but
0: yeah, it's frustrating. <sighs> And and we also have been playing it wrong. We didn't like so when you take tricks and you paradox, you get minus points, negative points for the tricks that you have taken. We were just like scoring that person with zero, but they actually end up with negative points. Um, So that made it even worse than it normally is for like you or anyone else that paradox that game. But yeah, because you have no points to begin with. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because the game hates you. (laughs) Yes. You basically start with negative 10 whenever you pick that box up.
1: Yeah, basically. (laughs) Yeah. So after we finished that,
0: yeah, after we finished that, we jumped into another trick taker, which you and I were excited to try. I don't know what we thought by the end, but why don't you talk a little bit about American Psycho?
1: Yeah. So the next one, uh, yeah, I think we've talked about it on several podcasts, trying to get this to the table. Yes. Uh, And then it's American Psycho, the trick taker. And we finally got to roll it out. Um. And how do I put this? I feel like there's a lot of good ideas here, but there needed to be more fun added to it. I didn't find it fun. I thought there was a lot of good concepts, a lot of unique ideas. Um, It almost felt like it was a little rushed and not play tested enough. To get to production,
0: you mean by um, in, like, imbalanced, more or less?
1: No, I just felt like there was some,
0: like it was clunky. Okay,
1: so yeah, a little bit. So the way this plays is every uh, every round you have a unique condition to that round of tricks, um, and then uh, the loser chosen by the dealer to collect right? yes it's chosen by whoever gets to the deal they either can do there's two different options you can make for that round it could you could change Trump you could uh, the lower hands win but at the end of the day uh, we you're trying
0: to to right with
1: the we trump were playing it wrong for a little bit with the trump suit I get that um but again that was a little thing too like the editing of that rule book was a little could yeah, use a little help yeah. um so um and then, like, the whoever has the least number in the trick has to take one of these cards. And it is a set collection in a negative way, where you would take a weapon, then you take a, um almost like a scene of where you committed the crime, and then the last one is the victim. Once you get the third card, then you put the other two back and you just have a victim in front of you. However, you can manipulate who wins tricks, who loses tricks with these unique things, but... I I don't know. It just there just seemed like to be a lot of stuff in this box, but the one thing it missed for me was it just didn't. I, I needed a little more fun, uh, and and we've been playing a lot of trick takers. I think you know to joke about Mike DeLicio, right? He's he said about this renaissance of trick taking this year. <laughs> we've played a lot of trick taking games. Uh, And this one I just think is so low on that list of trick takers in 2023 uh, that you potentially don't need to give it a second look, sadly, because I love the art, I love the theme, I love trick taking, but it just was missing that element of fun for me. I don't know. What were your thoughts?
0: Sorry, I was coughing. Um, No, it's okay. I think it was too much going on for a trick taker. Like some of the best ones you play are the kind that sort of what they add to the genre flows well with the pace of the game because trick takers are pretty quick, right? You don't you don't sit there and think yeah. too long. You look at what's played, you follow suit or you don't follow suit, whatever the mechanics call for. And then, you know, the little side things they throw in to modify it and make it unique uh, play into your decision space. This one, I thought... My favorite part of it was the, um, you know, the different um, conditions at the at the beginning of every trick, and so it's kind of changing what you do every hand, which I thought was cool. Uh, the thing I didn't like was the scoring. I thought the scoring was just too hard to follow, and it was really difficult to make an impact. Like I got lucky again with with cards, and I was able to set up that run and score a lot of points from that. But overall, like it was. Extremely difficult to sort of do that while you're yeah. also trying to work around the the constraints of the rounds, you know, uh, trick or, or hand goals changing. So I just felt like there was too much going on when we played it. I didn't mind it overall. I love the theme and like we were cracking up reading some of the cards and uh, oh yeah, the quotes I mean, on them and
1: thematic. It nailed the theme. It yeah. nailed the theme. Like the highest right, the highest
0: value gray card was Dorcia, which was hilarious. Dorsia? Um yeah. <laughs> there, were, there were just a lot of things about it that if you're a fan of that film or the books that you're going to love. But I think the game that it wraps uh, isn't all that. It's just too much going yeah. on. So I don't know. I'd give it another try before it hits the purge yeah, pile. Yeah, maybe it needs see. another one. Yeah, maybe it yeah. needs another maybe, Again, it maybe with playing at five hurt yeah. too. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, fell, fell a little flat, I think, and, and it was a little disappointing, but at the same time, like, we still laughed and had some fun playing it, so worth another shot. All right, we closed out the night with Gap, which you mentioned earlier. I really, really like this to the point where I'm probably going to buy it. Um, why don't you kind of explain how this one goes and, and what made you—well, actually, first start with what made you pick it up and then kind of talk about the game.
1: Yeah, so so this was my last purchase on Friday. Uh, And the reason why I purchased it was it was on sale if you bought one of the other games in the booth. And we'll get into that later. But Gap was $10. Uh, I looked at the box. I looked at the cards, you know, on the back of the box. I read it. I was like, okay, this is a perfect work game. Uh, it's, uh, it, you know, 10 bucks. Let's, let's go. Even if it's bad, whatever, it was $10. And much like you, Ryan, I was so impressed at this little game in this little box and for paying $10, the amount of quality of these cards. They're all glossy. They're all shiny. They're just beautifully done set of cards. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to build a, and it's a uh, five suits. So the way you score is uh, your highest amount of suit versus or minus your lowest suit. However, you can tie suits. So let's say you have two suits that are three each and only one uh, suit that has one. So that'll be six minus one. So you'd score five points for that round. Now, how you acquire cards is you have a small hand of cards. I think it's four or five cards in your hand. And you play to a community pool. So you either take the same number and you take all of the same numbers. If you play a five and there's two fives, you get all three fives. You get your five and the two from the middle. Middle replenishes past the turn. Or if they don't have a matching number, then it looks on to adjacent. So let's say you play a two. You can either pick up a one or you can pick up a three. So you play that card uh let's say there's a 3 out there then that one comes to your pile with your number 2. Um now if none of those conditions work then your card actually goes into the pile for the for the community to pick from. And basically you'll go uh round and round until everyone's out of cards uh and then you score your round. And you usually either set a round limit or you'll set a total limit and whoever hits the total first they win. So that's gap
0: I'm um, loving your son screaming in the background during this description. You for can, hear him, or, you can <laughs> yes, hear him. You can hear him. I, yeah. I, and this, ladies and gentlemen, is why we don't record during Why we day. don't.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. My uh, three-nager.
0: <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. You can, probably can't uh, make
1: it out what he's yelling about, but it's something just awful.
0: I have no he's idea. Just I, was just, been, I was cracking so
1: bad. Making so bad. He's so bad.
0: Gap was awesome. I really loved. First of all, the cards were like, Totally scratched my rainbow, shiny color itch for anything in the world. <laughs> I love that, but oh, beautiful! I thought the the gameplay was really fun. That balance of trying to get your your suits in order so that you can like multiplicatively score. Like Joe had that one round where he just hit a home run and had everything, um, yeah, world, right at three. Or and if you was, tie,
1: if you tie all of them with the same number, you don't have a low scoring, so it's just all positive. You know, right. um, that's it the thing with ties; really they cool. stack which is a unique way to manipulate the cards. I-, I liked it a lot. For a simple game to have that level of strategy. Now, granted, there's a little bit of luck in it, but that's all games to a degree, right? Most games. Yeah. A little hits.
0: But the best ones are, are are controlling it. This one did a good job. So I- I'm going to pick it up. I liked it a lot. Um, it's another one of those like light family weight games that has enough juice for us to be worth the squeeze. So very good purchase. Uh, All right.
1: And I did see it, for what it's worth, it is on Barnes & Noble shelves, Gap, if oh, you're nice. out shopping. And yeah, I did see it this weekend, or this week at Gap, uh, Barnes & Noble's on Thursday.
0: So cool. I'll have to wait for one of the those. First. First. I was surprised to see sales. it. I
1: was surprised to see it. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm glad it's this out That's there. Good.
0: Cool. All right. Uh, final packs purchases that we did not cover out of that list. Uh, the only one I picked up was Sea Salt and Paper, I uh, was happy to find that, and I held off on just about everything else. And how about you?
1: <laughs> so we're doing PAX bot?
0: <laughs> yeah, outside of the stuff okay. that we, we uh, talked about yes. already. Uh,
1: so the game that allowed us to get Gap and play Gap was World Wonders. Uh, this one has been getting a lot of buzz this year. Um So I uh, was able to crack it open and start to read the rules. And then, as you heard, I I, I have a three-year-old. So he doesn't like when daddy doesn't give attention. (laughs) So I didn't get a chance to finish and and get it set up just so I could go through the mechanics to teach. But uh, I'm looking forward to World Wonders. Uh, In addition to the Lorcana booster box uh, and playmat that I picked up... uh, Ravensburger also had uh Horrified Greek Mythology. So I picked that up. I did never I did not ever play or own a Horrified, but the Greek mythology uh always intrigued me as a child, so I'm excited for that theme. Uh it also came with a bonus beanie uh and a pin, so it was well worth that money. Uh I then picked up some Christmas gifts. Uh, At the Ravensburger booth, which allowed me to get Villains of the Card Game for free. So uh, I have not had a chance to crack that open. Uh, Then uh, I picked up a game called Inheritors. Uh, That was, I found that, I think, at a used uh, table, which looked really, again, the art looked neat. The style of game looked neat. Again, didn't crack it open yet to see what it plays. Uh, there was a discount table that was like heavily discounted with games, and I got a game called Squid Ink. Uh, I think I paid $8. I bought it just for the artwork. I hope the game's good. It's about uh, building a corporation uh, with these crazy, weird fish, a- anthropomorphic fish creatures. So looking right up forward to alley. that uh and then the other game which is uh the game i earlier in the episode i mentioned I, I ran into some people playing this at a table next to us uh and it was a game called finest fish uh and this is a unique uh what what intrigued me about it again was the theme um i'm a i have a several aquariums in, in in the home i have i've done ponds so i've always enjoyed uh sort of that that hobby and to see a game uh in in the aquarium space was really cool so basically it is is ish where you're trying to build patterns of scales on your fish so that you ultimately have the air quotes finest fish uh, it's a really hard game to find it just so happened that the publisher was there and i looked at it and uh just kept walking i usually do one pass first before i make any purchases. Uh, and then I ran into the, the, those people playing, and they're like, "Oh my god, finest fish is amazing! If you can find it, any anything cheaper than eighty bucks is great." And I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that!" So I ran back to this booth at the end of the day and, and grabbed it. Um, so those were my uh, packs pickups, not too crazy.
0: No, um, not expensive.
1: bad. I, I think the Locana, the Locana booster box was the most expensive, but
0: yeah. And I'll say thank you to you for grabbing some uh, Penny Arcade pins. My daughter was trying to get into that, and I grabbed her some too. I forgot to mention that I bought a few of those, and you grabbed a couple as well. So appreciate that. She's got a yeah, so she got... collection started for next year, and she's going to attend on Sunday to try to pick up some more. So
1: those are cool. Yeah, she, she liked them. So she got a, a Medusa oh, yeah. head from Horrified. She got a Corgi from Arcane Wonders. Uh, she got a Lorkana pin, pin from Ravensburger. Yep. Uh, what else? Did I get her? Was it just those three that I was able to find? Uh,
0: I think so. And then I, I think I, think so, I okay. picked her up uh, four more. So she's got a good collection okay. for next year started. And I wanted to nice. get more, but you know, they're like 15 bucks a pin, and I was told to stop. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have picked them up.
1: So what is the mechanism that the pins go on for her? What is her, what is her uh, sort of display of choice? Does she have like a little... Punch board. Does she have a jean jacket? What's her
0: so we we have them of... basically packed away for now until next year. Okay. We're going to load them up on the lanyard and and you know take them with us. Um, so she can do some trading with that and whatever she gets next okay. year. Uh, we're going to take her to the okay. trading event and you know maybe uh, play the hey it's a young kid getting started sympathy game and maybe she can pick up a couple oh, nice. of free from some folks that have thousands. <laughs> um it's up to if not a cool. no big deal i just want i know she will probably have fun doing that and and the art for a lot of those is so cool so we'll see but thank you for grabbing some of those uh, um yeah. do you want to quick cover your back bot and then we'll go over our predictions and head out for the day yeah
1: so um so i am currently not backing anything uh it seems that crowdfunding has been very slim um So there is nothing that I've been backing. However, with the Christmas season upon us and holiday season, I've been out and about. And I've been able to pick up some games at very, 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 very ridiculously cheap prices. So some that I couldn't even pass up. Um, So the one I picked up, uh, this was a recommendation from somebody. Uh, I had never heard about it, but the way it was explained to me is it was a very a uh, Parcheesi-ish style, um, but it plays with cards instead of dice. So in Parcheesi, you're trying to get around a board and get into your home base, and it is not a team-based game. This one is a team-based style of Parcheesi, but you have cards that you play that are what your movement is around the board, and you can exchange cards with your partner. Uh, so this is a game called Partners. Uh... Was intrigued by what I heard, so I found it relatively inexpensive. So I picked it up. Have not got it to the table yet. Uh, on the way home from we, we we took a trip to Atlantic City uh, for my niece's twenty first birthday. On the way home, we found a uh, a Books a Million store, and they always have little clearance bin. So I picked up a game called Walkie Talkie from Devere. I think I paid six dollars for it, Um, and this uh, is—it sounds really fun. It's a cooperative game, which I didn't realize when I bought it, but I liked what I heard. So we'll we'll keep going, Uh, and and it plays like dealt or or one of those where you don't manipulate your hand, but your hand might have color cards or it might have letter cards, and you're trying to play a card either with the letter. Or with the color. Uh, and you play a letter that matches the color. And you're trying to say something. So like, let's say there's a green. Uh, a green color up in the pile. And then you play a F. That just says frog. Okay, cool. So we keep going. But let's say. but And then everyone's cool with it. Then it goes on to the next person. And now it's timed. So it's 30 seconds a player. So if you have four players. Uh, that'll be two minutes to get rid of everyone's cards. Uh, or. Uh, the cards you have versus what you played. Uh, there's a scoring mechanism, and then you score as a team. So it's kind of neat. Uh, now there could be a chance where you someone disagrees. So let's say it's the green, and I play the F, but instead of frog, I say fraggle, and I was like, "What do you mean? Oh, well, one of the fraggles is green. Well, are they green? <laughs> Not really. Take it <laughs> back. Excellent right? Reference. You know. So again, I was just trying to think of something that was sort of controversial with with being green. Uh, you know, Or if it was K, you could say Kermit, right? Kermit was green, right? And he always complained about not being uh, green. It's not easy being green. But... So it just goes around and round and round, playing either a letter and then matching the color or matching the color with the letter. So I was sort of excited to get it to the table. I think it'll play fast. It'll be cute with kids, I think, to get involved, um, to hear some of the wacky answers. Um, but again, it's a Devere game, so it's like, eh, six bucks, what the heck. And then I picked up uh also in the same clearance bin was tiny epic dinosaurs uh i have a few tiny epic games but i didn't get into all of them i know there's a lot of gamers out there that buy all the tiny epic games i pick and choose the ones i find intriguing from a thematic standpoint Uh, i did not back dinosaurs when it came out but i was sort of just like oh cool my tiny epic game dirt cheap all right usually really good components usually a decent game behind it so i picked up tiny epic dinosaurs Nice. Uh, let's see. So, uh, doing some more Christmas shopping, I found, uh, a game at Target, uh, was about half price, uh, called Chronicles of Crime, which is a Lucky Duck game where you're, a, you're a group of detectives and other co-op. So I was a little leery cause it was Lucky Duck and I think it's got app uh tendencies but because it's co-op people might enjoy it so uh so I, I, I picked it up for a cheap price. So that might be a, a nice couples game.
0: You buying all these try. co-ops
1: and then uh I found on clearance at another store and this one was eight dollars is a game called Katara. So Katara came out at PAX I think in twenty nineteen. It's a yellow game. And uh, your uh, it's it's a simple sort of risk meets wolves in a way like the way you're trying to control territories and moving your team your 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 guys around the board. Um, so it looked real simple and neat, but for eight dollars, I couldn't pass it up. So, uh, so that's Katara. Um, in order to be the completionist that I am. Uh, Marvel United had put out another base box set to retail. Uh, This one is called Spider-Geddon. So if anyone saw the newest Across the Spider-Verse movie, this has a lot of those characters in it. They were not available in any of the Kickstarters. So this was a straight-to-retail base uh, box called Spider-Geddon. So I picked that up. All right, Ryan, this is the last one. You're going to laugh at me for this one, but I couldn't mess it up. Uh, So we've joked about Uno Ultimate with the Marvel characters for a little bit. Um, and I think I mentioned I bought some... I, I did buy a, an Uno Ultimate for, I don't know, five bucks at Ollie's. And then I found some of the expansions. Like, you get these hollow cards that are special and chase cards. So then I get the decks to match the cards I got, the chases. But Five Below got... <laughs> Uda Ultimate in. And they got characters I didn't even know were a thing in 2023. So I got all six of the characters from 2023. (laughs) And they had three from 2022 I didn't have. So I picked up them. So now there is one character I don't have from 2022. And there is a promo that is available, which... I didn't even realize for it uh, to try to find that. So, my uh, Uno Ultimate is, is just about complete. So,
0: Well, congratulations. So I know that was something that so, you set out as a life goal. and <laughs> You've nearly accomplished it, so you can scratch that. off. I think it was list. one of my
1: New Year's resolutions, right? No? I didn't say about collecting all <laughs> the Uno Ultimates.
0: I don't remember that one, but let's just say sure. Yeah.
1: But again, I put it in the same category as Marvel Champions. So if I can get it dirt yeah. cheap, I pick it up. So, yep. what the heck?
0: Yeah. So yeah,
1: that. that was. So that was my bought <laughs>
0: nice.
1: list outside of packs.
0: I have jack shit, and I plan on keeping it away because I know I'm getting a game for Christmas. So, and uh, Bloodstones oh. arrives pretty soon. It shipped, so I should see it uh, day after Christmas. So that's uh, that's exciting as well. Uh, All right. Before we head out, let's quick do predictions. The results of our predictions from last episode. We had four categories, I believe. Five categories. Um, So we'll start with total games bought. Now, I don't have an exact total, but I know I bought five. What did we... Joe purchased, I believe, four. Brad, I think, got two. So right there, we're sitting at 11. And how many did you get?
1: And then I bought... Six. And those are just for me, or ones I bought as a, as gifts, or doesn't it? Did we? Total I don't Games know. Maybe a
0: that includes gifts because uh, I know Joe gave eight, bacon two, away three, at uh, Rob's. Four, <laughs> five,
1: six, seven, eight. So I got eight from my collection. I bought eight from my collection, and then I bought.
0: So I, I think I got you there then. I, I think you predicted 15 and I, I predicted 17. So we went over the 17. So not. Okay, not so then bad. you went
1: without going over. Well, neither so, of us really okay. won, but yeah. Uh, okay. Total Fair
0: games enough. played, you had six, I had eight. We, uh, we topped off. We just picked Friday and Saturday's games as our condition, and we ended up making it to nine games, which is the most we've ever had. And that's with Expeditions taking four hours and Ice taking two hours. Um, not bad oh, yeah we could have been better than that we could have done better yeah. we can do better next year i think that's <laughs> the plan yeah. beers consumed uh you my friend hit the number right on the head 50 beers we hit 50 beers for the weekend i had pre- predicted really two so well done nice you're a, a nice. beer stradamus of, of your time very impressive
1: and i even had uh, uh brad's beer count off and we still hit you I were I yeah, I listened to the, the on...
0: predictions beforehand and you were way off at his beer count and we still got there. So I did I, I give him six? I gave him Probably six, me. right? Yes, you did.
1: Did I give him six beers? And he had yep. what two if that?
0: Yeah, uh, zero. I think he Maybe. sipped a few. <laughs> he sipped a few <sighs> of ours. Uh promos or swag, we both screwed the pooch on this one. I think it were less than ten. You predicted thirty and okay, you... fifteen. Did I really go thirty? You did, yeah. Jeez, were, I think you well, were.
1: Well, no, but you said starry. But you said it was. <laughs> it was everything, right? Yeah, because it's been a long time since I was there. Yeah. But yeah, I only yep. think I. I got. Uh, I don't even think I cracked ten promos. Yeah. Right. I got a Luchana promo. I got a Luchana pin.
0: I guess technically, if you want to count pins, we could go over ten. But even still, we you know. I was, yeah, we didn't hit thirty. I was closer, we weren't. Uh, there.
1: That. That zombie kids flashbacks thing you got for me, for yep, my kid. Yep. So that's yeah, three.
0: Pretty light, not a whole lot there. I
1: got th- three promos from uh, Star Realms. I got my turkey turkey blob ship. I was excited yep. about that. Yeah, just, uh, yeah you know, I mean, I don't even think much. I cracked ten.
0: No, it was it was pretty yeah. barren this year. Yeah. So it goes. Yeah,
1: that was the other thing. Like maybe I could have got a little bit deeper with the publishers for that kind of thing, but. I didn't see a lot of promos no um, there wasn't usually that was wasn't. like a thing but it just yeah I've seen,
0: I've, I think I noticed less and less in prior years that you weren't on the floor too it's just not as big of a thing I, mean, I don't know why Yeah,
1: that yeah. was so huge when this started in 18 or 19 whatever was,
0: was yeah it may come back. back who knows so uh, and but. then the fifth and final category favorite game of the weekend so you had predicted expeditions and I had predicted spicy what was your favorite game of the weekend
1: uh, <laughs> That's tough.
0: <sighs> Do you want time to think about it? Because I wrote mine down.
1: <laughs> you wrote yours down? All right, you go first. Yeah, and, I picked uh, Scout.
0: I, I, I had more fun playing Scout that weekend than I think anything else. Uh, I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. I knew it was a good game, and I knew we would have fun playing it at five, but I would, I did not think it would be as much fun as it was. We had some pretty good moments in that, and pretty good competitive play uh i don't know i just thought it was really fun and i enjoyed it probably more than anything else expeditions was a close second i think the time frame and downtime killed it otherwise that would have been tops on my list well
1: scott was definitely a good good game i enjoyed it definitely can't wait to play again uh mine has to be forest shuffle then um i really love that theme i really love the mechanics of that game um I don't think anything bothered me <laughs> while playing it maybe. Yeah. Uh, so that was good. And gap is a close second. I really yeah, enjoyed I
0: loved gap. gap. I love far shuffle too. Um, I, like, all those games. It was so yeah. hard to pick. Like far yeah. shuffle was on my list yeah. to, to consider too. I really enjoyed that. I want to play it more. That's the problem. I, I, I just want to play all that stuff more <laughs> and we will. We will. Yeah. Well, I think 2023.
1: Well, yeah, I think, yeah. And, uh, I think we'll get a lot. Hopefully, we'll get a lot in next weekend. I think yes. we can probably get a couple things in. We'll have to get uh, some
0: of the smaller box card games that are fun with, with yeah. the wives, and hopefully, they have a good time too. Yeah, we, and uh, we
1: might even be able to bring in something with the kids, but um, yeah, some stuff with the kiddos too. Hopefully, uh, but
0: uh, yeah, but so packs <laughs> predictions we did pretty good. PAX was fantastic yeah. once again i'm so excited to go back next yeah. year we're counting down the weeks we're down to 49 weeks now <laughs> uh, i can't <laughs> nice. wait till we get there and uh i'm glad you were able to get back on the floor this year it was a lot of fun um, yes
1: i it was good to be back uh next year i know what to expect now and will not be upset and be able to yes keep my frown upside down
0: we'll see i don't believe you but we'll see All right, that is going to do it for 2023. A big shout out and thank you and love and and kisses and smooches to everybody who listened to us all year long. We really appreciate all the engagement and, and, uh, you know, listenership and we have a lot of fun doing this. We're going to keep doing it in the next year. More interviews coming, more, more reviews, more, all the good stuff that you have come to appreciate about this. Um, So before we sign off for the new year, I'll, I'll leave the last words to you, buddy. Any, any final comments for the end of 2023 as we move into next year?
1: Well, I think uh, in, in general, just thank you again to, to piggyback your sentiments. Uh, you know, rate, review, subscribe to all of our fans. We really appreciate everything you guys do. We like the interactions online. So, and, and obviously, you know, getting to meet some of you in person, it's been great. So uh, we definitely uh, are thankful for that. And we want to wish everyone a good holiday and a positive year so thank you
0: cheers to that hope everybody has a good safe holiday enjoy your new year and we will see you on the flip side in 2024 until then I am signing off this is Play Games Lose Friends thanks for listening as always and we will see you soon later